Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan, um, I'm asking you how you're doing, but we like literally been together in the past 24 hours. <laughs> how are you, my friend? Oh man, our uh, our time together was awesome, man. I feel like, like I said, when we jumped on, we were just hanging out not many hours ago. So, Come on, man. No, we had good. such a phenomenal time. Good. Our families yeah. had such a phenomenal time. Um, I I think Ezra's going to be a star of this show. One of these days, we're going to have to just put him on. I'm we'll serious. We're going to have to just put him on. We have to put him on. <laughs> Everybody has to hear from Ezra. Ezra had me running around yesterday. <laughs> And I'm 4, telling you, steps, oh, four, I took 4,000 steps running around this with this uh, this ball of energy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he was like like the Fantastic Four's little kids, man, just running around. <laughs> and I said, my goodness, uh, we, we accumulated 4,000 steps chasing Ezra yesterday. I was running around the house. I was it was it was so much fun. We had such a good time. And hopefully when Ezra starts, uh, he formulates his words really good right now. So one of these yeah. days when when we get uh, Ryan's podcast room uh, fixed downstairs, we can have uh, Ezra be a guest on the podcast. Because uh, yeah. I think everybody would love to hear a few minutes from Ezra. That's it. That's it for sure. Some some wisdom from there. <laughs> some wisdom from, from, the young, from the young boy, man. Uh, listen, Ryan, I, I want to say this this morning. Um, I know we had a great conversation last night, mm. a great conversation even this morning. Uh, there's so many, there's so much, and I want to give a pause today. Uh, first of all, thank you for always subscribing. I would challenge everyone that listens to this, find, and I'm not saying this as a, a, a pyramid scheme. If this is blessing your heart, find five to 10 people and just say, listen to this podcast. It's going to bless you. Uh, mm. We want, we want, more people to listen to the podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. I want more people to start listening to the podcast. That's one of, been, one of my prayers, Ryan, is that more folks start listening to the podcast and they start from the beginning. You know what I mean? There's so yeah. much depth that we have gone into. Um, and so, and then pray. And I want those who are with us in our community, the wave community that listens to the podcast to begin to start praying for the podcast that the Holy Spirit begins mm-hmm. to start using the podcast to bring some um, some comfort to people's lives that are hungry and thirsting after God's word, Ryan. And so I'm mm-hmm. praying that God allows uh, the podcast uh, to be a blessing to many. So if it's a blessing to you, if you've been learning so much about money um, and about finances and about the old nature and the good nature, I would, I would strongly uh, advise you to just Go to somebody and say, hey, listen to this podcast. You can find it anywhere where, where, where you have podcasts. Um, and what's your thoughts about that, Ryan? I just wanted to give that out there because I know many people are getting blessed, but I want many more mm-hmm. to get blessed by the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, Danny. It's uh, we we do. We continue to pray that people people are reached and that the, the Lord reaches them through the podcast. And, and that, you know, the more the merrier in terms of listening to the podcast and and we, like you said, we like to dive deep. And I tell people, if you're going to listen to it, um, we, we go, we go at a pretty slow pace to make sure that things are clear and understood and that we're, we're providing the depth. We don't just like to skim over scriptures. 
we really like to dive into them and really expand on a topic. Like we talked about, we're in second Timothy and we're probably going to be in it this year. I mean, we've spent, when did we start in February? Uh, maybe mid-January. It was mid-January, yeah. We're mid-May and we were in like the second <laughs> verse. And I mean, there's a lot there and we're trying to show, I think what we're showing is there's so much in the scripture that even in a lifetime, even if you read the Bible cover to cover, we're literally spending a year like in a verse almost. And so we just encourage people if they want to have a, a large depth of, of scripture, uh, this is the one to listen to. Man, and, and you said it right. We're going to take our time. Um, even when we pronounce the scriptures for my mom's sake, because my mom helped me <laughs> out, uh, we're definitely going to pronounce the scriptures clearly and concisely. Um, I, 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 so I want to take a pause and just, just say that, you know, bless somebody else with the podcast. I also want to take a pause because we have so much happening uh, culturally and politically in our country. And I want to remind us, no matter what's happening to us culturally, and I know this is sound, this is going to sound so simple, Ryan, no matter what's going around us culturally, our aim is to seek Christ every single day. Our mm -hmm. aim is to know Jesus every single day. Our aim is to know that we be loved by the Father. And because we love the Father, we see the Son. And because we see the Son, we worship the Son and we go after the Son to know him through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, we're not going to get into everything that's happening politically at all, because I don't think this podcast is that sometimes we do address stuff politically. Um, but we talked about it last night. You know, we have these culture wars where we think we're winning and we're losing and this side and that side. And, and I think what, what, what we must do, I think if you want to have those personal conversations, we can. But I think in this public forum, then one of the uh, greatest advice to people is don't stop seeking Jesus. I'm going to read two scriptures that hit me this morning, Ryan, and I want your thoughts on this or what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. Because we, we live yeah. in such a po polarized cultural war. And we think that we have to win every culture war. And it is weird to me, Ryan. And so I'm bending to you a little bit, Ryan, because it's weird to mm -hmm. me that Jesus comes in the scene and he comes on the scene with a like a crazy political culture and political world. Like Rome mm -hmm. is like, you know, yep. the Maccabees, uh, you know, they, they, you know, we got the Maccabee books and we got the, the revolts and the, and, and holding on to scripture and all this. And then the scene comes in with, where the Roman culture is just taking over everything and they like violently taking over everything. And Jesus shows up on the scene and he does not get involved with that. Like <laughs> his aim is so that folks can know the father and know him like in anything. I mean, we can, he doesn't get involved. He sees the bigger picture. He sees that uh, the mountain to conquer is the mountain of Golgotha. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's not any other political mountain, right? So he's like, he, he's, he's not even getting engaged in it. Like he doesn't even, even when they try to engage him, like he turns away, they calling him King and they, they saying all this about him. The worst is that he's secretly goes away, right? He does not want because he understands that literally the he understands first of all that they want him and they see him the folks that are around him 
as a political figure that can fix the culture. But he's like, mm -hmm. no, I'm actually establishing the right culture and heavenly culture that doesn't look nothing like this. And so if Jesus didn't get so involved, you know, for us, I'm just, I just, I just want to, I'm going to pause right there before I get in trouble. So John 8, 42 <laughs> says, Jesus said to them, if, so John chapter eight, verse 42, and it says, Jesus said to them, Jesus is speaking. It, and, and so to, to the backstory is a lot of Pharisees and Sadducees and a lot of folks are, are, are listening. There's a mixed group of people, not only Pharisees and Sadducees, but also um, those who are not. Pharisees, just those who are like trying to question Jesus. And Jesus is having this conversation in John 8. Um, the woman gets uh that caught gets caught in adultery, starts out the chapter, and then he goes into this big uh uh this big soliloquy on on the father and who the father is. But he said this to these guys that said they believe in him, and Jesus was just crushing. Just go read John 8. You see how Jesus is like like thuggish moments crushing folks' hearts. <laughs> and he said, if God, if because they were like, God is our father. And he's like, if God were your father, you will love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor, nor have I come myself, but he has sent me. I wanted to, the, the, the home and I, if God were your father, you would love me. Mm. And, and, and so understanding how to love Jesus only comes through understanding how do you how you are loved by the father and mm. your love for jesus can't be fully there if you don't understand the love for the father for you and that you are not not only he's from the father but you're from the father so i wanted to establish that like it's, it's us understanding god as our father but but the goal once we understand him as our father is to love jesus with all our hearts and so I'm going to mm -hmm. jump to Ephesians 6.24. Something Paul tells the Ephesians that hit me so hard this morning. I was, I was studying this, Ryan. He says, Ephesians 6.24, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 8. He says, and it's like the end verse. And he says this, grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. It's interesting that he uses that language there. And then he says, amen. And <laughs> so be it, right? <laughs> he says, because he could have said, grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ and stopped. Like the question is, why does he have in this sincerity? Because we know from the Ephesians church, there was some folks that were saying they love Jesus. Yeah. But their sincerity was really not there. And that word sincerity is as uh, the word apatheresia in, in Greek. That's I'm not a Greek scholar. That's just what it says. And it means uh, incorrupted kind of love, eternal mm. kind of love, mm -hmm. pure kind of love. Incor in, the, the, in, incorruption is the word here, like eternal purity. He says that you love our Lord Jesus Christ with this eternal kind of love with this incorruptible love, with this purity love. He wanted to make sure. And so, Ryan, I, 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 my heart this morning just grieves in this, that as we have all this stuff happening, instead of focusing on Jesus, instead of just like sincerely going after Christ, we are putting our energy and time in a whole bunch of stuff 
we have the topic of money that we've been talking about. We are pursuing money. We're pursuing politics. We're pursuing culture wars. We're pursuing all kinds of stuff. And I just wanted to focus this morning before we get into this money situation. Focus on Jesus. Let Jesus be the last thing that starts and the last thing that be the first thing that starts and the last thing that stands. Don't make your day about trying to win some culture war. Don't make your day on trying to answer somebody on Facebook that you didn't agree with or, or on Instagram. Like, make sure before you do all that, am I seeking Jesus with a sincere heart? Do I really love my Jesus? Or am I part of a Christian club? Am I, am I part of a denomination? Nothing wrong with none of those things. All that is separate from knowing Jesus as a personal savior and having an intimate relationship with Yeshua. And you, you said a lot. Uh, I think we got we to gotta keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, I think when we're looking at these cultural or political wars, um, it, it almost stems all the way back to like the beginning of Genesis uh, in chapter one, where, where we really, as Christians, I feel like we really take it to heart of, you know, take dominion over, over everything, right? Um, subdue the earth. And we really take that into like a very personal aspect of, well, we got to take on culture and we got to make sure of this and that and that it's um if it's not a full-on christian nation like we got to make sure and you gave the great example of jesus came in when roman culture was trying to take over and he was the example of counterculture he was like i i already know like i'm establishing something different i don't need to save your political climate your cultural climate like I'm bringing something bigger. And I think we, as Christians, I think we think we're thinking big by having different spheres that we're trying to take and, and blah, blah, blah. I don't need to go into that, but it's more of, okay, what is, what's the kingdom and do we love Jesus? And very simply, as we, as we said, like we, you and I have said this, love God and love people. If we love Jesus and we love people and we allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, the Holy Spirit is going to shift people and shift things that are supposed to be shifted. But sometimes we feel like we have to take it into our own hands Come and on, we man. never allow the spirit. We never allow the spirit to move. We literally like, I've heard this said when when we take up our cross and follow, we always like to jump in front and mm. lead. And that's mm. not following. Like we see things in culture and we're like, oh, we, we got to jump in. We got to take action. When in reality, take up your cross and follow. If Jesus leads you into that political or cultural situation, then follow him into it. But if he does not get involved, like if when Jesus didn't get involved, his his followers weren't like, oh, we better get involved. We're like, oh, we're just going to sit and listen to Jesus. So I, I don't understand where we stopped sitting and listening to Jesus 
and following where he brings us into as opposed to, well, we got to take that, that Metron, because I've just, you know, heard that word plenty of times. And I'm like, well, where's Jesus in this? Like, is Jesus telling us to do this or is he not? And I think that's where we have a bit of a struggle. Man, you listen, Revelations 22, 13, Revelations 22, 13, Revelations chapter 22, verse 13. Jesus says, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's who Jesus says he is. <coughs> this, this is what he says, verse 12. And behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. I am the alpha and omega. Jesus is the alpha and omega. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning. Let that be that, right? And I think, I think what happens is when we get caught up in things that when we make everything. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When we love other things, like we've been reading, uh, you know, Second Timothy 3, 2, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. The, the, the prescription for all of this is that you're not loving Jesus, <laughs> right? That's, the prescription is that you have other lovers, right? And that there are other things that you're loving. And there's other things. What happens is when you don't have Jesus as the primary source of love, where he's everything to you, you then are going to dictate your Christian life on the things that are happening around you, right? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is this. Well, man, um, we didn't get to win that. We, we didn't get to win that political war you know that law stayed the law or that law didn't change or or i didn't get that car that i wanted or i didn't get that job that i wanted oh man i'm getting persecuted or i'm getting all these things like we start at and i'm like no what is your love because when your love and your aim is jesus when he's the alpha and omega when he's the beginning and the end when he's the first and the last everything else pales to comparison to him and, and you're not really worried about it like that. It's like, Jesus, whatever lot you want to give me, I'm good with. I am content. We read it last week. I am content. Paul understood this. I yep. love Paul's pursuit for Jesus. Good Paul, Paul, more than anything, Paul, remember, we read it last week. He's content. Why? Because he yep. understands that Jesus is everything. Oh, man, I, I, I want to move on because we're going to move on. But I got to go to Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Look at 3, 7, Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. <clears throat> it says, but what things, this is poor, were gained to me. These I have count lost. For who? For Christ. Verse 8, yet indeed I have also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Like his pursuit for Jesus was outrageous, mm -hmm. was, was extravagant, was, dare I say, radical. People when call, look at Paul and they say, Paul, you're too radical, man. You're always talking about Jesus, man. Man, you, are you uh, have you not accomplished some stuff, man? Do you know who you are? You Paul, man. Calm down a little bit. And he's like, <laughs> nah, my pursuit for Jesus is everything. <clears throat> and I just wanted to pause before we get back into the, the money conversation. I want to pause and say, listen, 
Be like Paul. <laughs> be <laughs> radical. Be crazy in pursuit for your love for Jesus. And mm -hmm. if you don't have that love, ask the Holy Spirit to empower you and, and endow you from on high the heart to love Jesus with everything that no matter what, nothing will take and nothing will separate you from that love and nothing will take that love away. And no matter what you have and what you don't have, you will love him with all your heart, mm -hmm. mind, soul, and strength, right? Where you're mm -hmm. not lovers of yourself and lovers of money so good danny i'm excited to excited to jump into this uh continuing of the new nature man we got so man. much so much to to talk about today. so we already read second timothy to you so you already know where we're going uh make sure yep. be lovers of themselves lovers of money and in this new nature man i just feel the holy spirit on that loving mm -hmm. christ uh again in the new nature in the Holy Spirit-driven nature, we talked about it last week that we had to be content and we talked about contentment. Uh, I want to dive into this. A couple of subjects we're going to dive into today. It's giving, generosity, hospitality, and hopefully landing somewhere with, with in, in giving and in being generous and being hospitable. All those three are are packaged in love and honor for one another, mm -hmm. right? And loving yep. your neighbor as yourself and honoring. And so yep. the first thing I'm going to talk about is giving, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, um, John 3.16, the, the most famous, if not the most famous in the evangelical world, right? Yep. It's one of the most famous, right? I will say that and like, the golden rule, Matthew 7, 12, right? These, these are like yep. the, the staples, but let's go, let's go to John 3, 16. John 3, 16, everyone should know about heart, but if you don't, that is okay. You don't have to know it by memory. I would say you should, but that's okay. <laughs> it says, for God so loved the world that he did what? Gave. That he what? He gave. I want you to underline that. For God so loved the world that he gave. Remember, we read the scriptures so that we can see the nature of God. The nature yep. of God is always to give. The nature of God is not to take. It's always to give. But God so loved the world that he gave. What did he give? His only begotten son, which is what? The best gift that you can give. He didn't mm -hmm. give cheaply. He didn't give like this is his nature. He didn't give like uh, sparingly. He didn't give... Uh, like, let me give the crumbs to these folks. No, I'm going to give you the best gift I can give you, which <clears throat> is my son. Mm -hmm. That whoever believes in him shall, shall not shall not perish, but I have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Thank you, Jesus, mm -hmm. that you didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through who? Through Jesus. Remember, I said when Jesus was resurrected, he started this new, we talk about the new nature, the new creation. Jesus said it this way, the new covenant. However you want to, when Jesus said it was finished, when he rose from the grave, new creation started taking shape upon the earth. Sin was conquered. Death and sin was conquered. And this new nature, the living by the spirit, was now upon the earth. And if we take on the nature of God and in this new nature, that nature is always right about giving. And not mm -hmm. 
trying to, you know how we can say, oh, I'm going to give. And it's like, yeah, I'll give you, but uh, I won't give you the best that I have. You know, remember, remember what happened to the, the wedding? They saved the yep. wine for last, right? <laughs> Jesus is like, nah, I'm different. I'll give you the wine first. That's the best, right? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm saying a lot. No, no, that's good. I, I think we, we always associate giving in a, in a, how do I say this in, in a very systematic way. I think there's a lot, a lot of people that set aside, well, here's like what I'm giving this month to such and such charities or, or church or, or whatever. Um, and they have like, they're prescribed, but if it comes very spontaneously, I think a lot of people rea react in a way they're like, well, I, I already have this set aside and that's not necessarily how Jesus gave. And that's not really how he's calling us to give there. There becomes need. Sometimes you can think about, you hear about a need and you can digest it, but there was needs that G that happened to Jesus in the immediate, it was, it was spontaneous. And he had a, he had a heart for forgiving. He had a heart for people to, and to help people. And he would, he could react spontaneously and be able to give and to help. And I think that's where we need the spirit to have a, a giving nature, I guess you could call it because sometimes, and I'm speaking about myself, to, to react spontaneously to give, it catches you off guard. And sometimes even you're in your mind intellectually, you, you know, you want to be a giver, but you have to listen to the spirit in that moment to just, the spirit might tell you, yeah, you, you got to give that. Just, just give it. Um, I'm sure you've had those moments, Danny. Man, that's why we have, listen, we have to be led by the Holy spirit. We have to, because, and, and the thing of giving is not even, and I, I do want to say this because I think sometimes we say it's not in the amount. Sometimes God asks us, us to be stretched in our giving. Like he really does. Like I've, I've had in times in our lives that my wife and I were stretched. And, and that's because God was stretching something. He was doing something in us. Now, that's not for everybody. It's listening to the Holy Spirit. I want to jump into 2 Corinthians 9, but I'm not because I'm going to save that for tithing. I really yep. am. Because yep. they're, they're, they're just know that we just we just handling the fact of giving is the new nature. The new nature is about giving. There are specific things that the new nature and giving looks like. We're going to get into those when we talk about tithing. We really are. Um, but I want to say this, man. I know for my wife and I, there have been times in our lives. I mean, just even since we whole started this whole money thing, guys had to have me give all kinds of stuff away. But other folks, friends of mine think I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, right? What are you doing giving that much or giving away? And I think we have to be stressed. This is an area I believe that Christians have been taken advantage of. One, I want to say that, right? Folks, in the, uh, uh, folks, folks with old nature, with manipulative ways, our religious institutions take advantage of people. But at the same time, just because that happens doesn't mean that we can't hear the Holy Spirit on what to give and when to give. It's, mm -hmm. it's really living a life with the Holy Spirit and communing with the Holy Spirit, because sometimes the Holy Spirit, remember, that, and I know we say this again, I don't want to say this as a manipulation, but it did happen. The woman gave her two uh, last two mites, right? 
And yep. is that for everybody? No, that's what she felt for herself. And I think sometimes we can't live in fear when it comes. We can't have a relationship with money that's based out of fear. We have to be, have a relationship with money based out of trust. That, may, that makes me want to run. I'm going to say that again. We can't have <laughs> a relationship with money based out of fear. We have to have a relationship with money based out of trust, right? I trust Abba with everything. We're going to get into trust in next week. Is That's one of the, the comments that we're going to talk about um, next week is, is, is one of the new natures is trust. But in this giving, man, there, there's something about understanding that God's nature is to give. And if mm. I'm part of God's nature because the Holy Spirit lives in me and Christ lives in me, then I'm always going to be in a given mood. I, I'm not, I, I don't have to work up. I don't have to and pray <laughs> in tongues for five hours, you know what I mean? Or pray and, 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 and ask God, you know, I, I can just go, man, you know what? I'm going to stretch myself today. And, and, and Holy Spirit, is this okay? You know what I mean? I, I feel like I'm going to stress this up. It's like we've said this before. I've had folks constantly, all kinds of folks. I deal with folks with money all the time. And, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the kind of things that they come up with is like, it's just so funny to me when they will say something like, you know, I've been feeling in my heart to give $5,000 to this to this person. I just don't know if that's God. I'm like, God, when, when, when was the last time the devil told you to give $5,000 to another human? Like, I don't even understand. Like, you don't even have to, you don't even have to pray about that one. Like, if you feel it in your heart, just do it. Well, I don't want to be reckless. Sometimes you got to see, I know this is going to hurt people. Sometimes <laughs> faith looks reckless to someone else, right? Sometimes yeah. faith looks reckless. Your faith may look reckless to somebody else. They just not in your journey. To them, they'd be like, oh, that's irresponsible, that's reckless. No, that's what the Lord is requiring me out of me. The Lord can yes. require whatever he requires out of you. But for me, this is what I need to do in my walk with him. This is where I'm at in my journey with him. It doesn't make them better or least in you. It's just that's the journey that they're in, Ryan. You know, and, and go ahead. Yep. No, that's where that's where we have to we have to seek the Lord individually because you just showed it that that might not be your journey and that's someone else's journey and that's that's okay uh we have to we have to break out of like almost put, being put in a mold or in a box with the giving aspect because it's not the same for everyone we you know you you said the woman with the two mites that was her journey i mean that was an example jesus used that but i think sometimes when we read it we're like oh you feel like condemned to a certain extent, I, I, you know, I know I felt that like in the past because that's, it's, it was never put in a way that made sense to me other than, well, man, if she gave her last, I got too much. Like it can be dangerous if you don't understand like that, that's a person's journey specifically. Jesus used as an example, but then sometimes we can't, we can't um, read it and understand maybe what he was trying to show us. And, and again, the, the heart of the matter for him, he was shown what he was showing us is, listen, there's some folks that don't give with their heart and there's some folks that do. Right. Yep. And, and, and yep. I'm with the folks that give with their heart and listening. And again, for some of you, I just want to, to, to just to just let's go to Acts 2035 so that, yep. that, that you can see we're going to go to Acts 25 uh, and then we're going to go to Acts 24. 
I mean, in Matthew 25, Matthew 25 has a lot. We're going to be in that a lot today because it has to do with giving and generosity. But we're going to start off with the giving aspect. But let's go to Acts 20, 35. It says, I have shown you in every way my, by laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. We know that Jesus said those words. and He's quoted again here in the book of Acts as a principle. Now, as a principle, you have to ask yourself, when was the last time I gave? That's a great question. A great question to ask yourself is when was the last time I gave? And I'm not just talking about money. When when did I give up my time? When did I give up my talents? When did I give up my treasures? Right? When did I give up myself? Right? Ask yourself that. That's a that should be a question that you ask yourself on a daily. Like, what what am I giving? Like, am I I'm here to be a, a giver? My father's a giver. Jesus, the son, is a giver. Like, we're givers. Like, it should be a natural. My goal, this is where I'm at every day, Ryan. So you know, my goal mm-hmm. is to be able to give financially to some human every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, I want I love uh Shaquille O'Neal. For those who don't know Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, go look up his story. He's a basketball guy. Uh, and he's a, he's, 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 uh, he has his uh, bigger than life, you know, persona. I mean, he's just a big teddy bear, seven foot two, you know, 300 and some, maybe 400 and something pounds. I mean, huge man. Yeah. But he was, he was challenged by his mother to give. And he does not, he says it, it is his responsibility every day. And, 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 I'll give it. It's totally different because our money is different. So my my yeah. thing is to buy a coffee, right? He his stuff is like he buys rings for people. Like he goes to the jewelry store just to see how many people are buying rings, and he finds a young couple and he just blesses them. He goes to uh, he doesn't he say he never walks into a Walmart and never gives somebody. So every time he walks, he loves shopping in Walmart. And so he gives like you'll see him in videos where he's just going to a whole family and saying, hey, you have a bike to some kids. And like, no, he's like, all right, ask your mom if I can get your bike. And he gets all the kids bikes. I mean, he's <laughs> just that kind of giver like that is someone that's portraying the heart of God. Whether you think he's saved or not saved, none of that. What he's doing is this flame. Yep. yep. The nature of our God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. And that should be our goal because it said, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Listen to what Matthew 25 says, Matthew 25, 34 to 36. It says this, Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 to 36. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was hungry and you gave. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Generosity, hospitality. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. And I was in prison and you came to me. Like that is the nature of the kingdom. That is the nature that the king will say. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Why? Because you was living the inherited life while you was on this earth. You was living the kingdom while you was on this earth. 
You look like the kingdom. You smell like the kingdom. Why? Because you did it for the least of these. You was able to be a blessing to other humans and give. And I, I think when, when you approach this set of scriptures, you have to, you have to understand that us as the body are going to do these. If you as an individual, like some, I, I know, like if you're, let's say you're a high achiever and you read this, you're going to instantly think in your mind, like almost like from a works mentality. And we have to, we have to break that like off of this scripture. It's as you are living your life and the Holy Spirit highlights someone that is in need, you fulfill that need. That is, that is what Jesus is talking about. And then your fellow brother, your fellow sister in Christ might be 20 miles from there hearing from the Holy Spirit and fulfilling a need. Like Jesus in this is trying to set up a culture of what the kingdom looks like. He's trying to, if you're part of the body of Christ and you have your daily life, where is it that you, you give? Where is it that you help? that that's what and and if if the body did what we were called to do we'd be meeting all kinds of needs but you as an individual aren't meeting all of those you're meeting certain needs and whatever the friend, holy spirit tells you 100 percent. yeah and your friends meeting certain needs but it's not i i want to make it clear it's not it's not forced because if it's forced you're literally doing it out of your own will and not hearing from the spirit who's actually telling you or saying, Hey, this is what I'd like you to do. It's, it's a different, it's a different aspect of things. It's like a, uh, uh, when I talk about giving, are you giving to get like, are you, did you do that? And then you walk away feeling like a good Christian or did you simply see a need? The Holy spirit moved on your heart. You fulfilled that need. You gave that person a hug be blessed. I'm happy to help you. And you go on with your day and you never put a second thought into, well, that was a great Christian act there. It wasn't, you just lived. That's what he's calling us to do. You just lived out what the spirit inside was showing you. You're a hundred, a hundred percent, Ryan. I think a lot of times, again, there's two extremes here, right? The extreme of, um, I'm going to let somebody else do it and I'm not going to do nothing. And the extreme, uh, the extreme of, I'm gonna do it to prove my case of, as a Christian. Those are two extremes. What we're saying, and I believe what Jesus is saying, and we're gonna keep on reading verse, I'm gonna read verse 36 again, um, because I think it's important. I actually, I'm gonna read verse 35, but I'm gonna read it all the way to 40 this time, because it, it's gonna come into generosity. It's listening to the Holy Spirit. Now, these are weight. These are weighted words. Like we can't just ignore them. Like they're not weighted words. They are weighted words. And we have to listen mm. to what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. What we're saying is listen to that weight through the power of the Holy Spirit is leading, being led by the Holy Spirit. And so verse 35, when I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Like, again, we're not saying that you're going to invite every human that comes in front of your door. But there's going to be certain times in your life. I know for my wife and I, uh, since we've been married 24 years, we've had over a dozen people live with us. That was just it, 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 over a dozen people. Now, you can say, well, Danny, that's your lot. I will say 
Yes, God asks us to do this at these specific times. But then you should ask yourself, you know what I mean? The question, have, have I ever even thought about doing it? And my heart is even open to that, right? These are the things that we have to ask our heart. And I know that's weighty because it's like, man, I may not have that heart. And you may not be there, right? But ask the Holy Spirit. I want to be open to be this kind of person that you describe in Jesus for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm not saying that he's going to listen. We haven't had somebody live with us for several years now. Uh, I would say at least five years. But, you know, five, six years ago, we did have somebody live with us. Right. Doesn't mean that we're going to do it for everybody and everybody's called to do it for everybody. But my heart has to be open for it. Verse 36, I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visit me. I was in prison and you came to came to me. Verse 37, then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry? And when did we feed you or thirsty and gave you drink? Verse 38, when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Verse 39, or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Verse 40, and the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say, assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. This kind of takes oh. on the, the connotation of you also entertain angels unaware, right? Mm -hmm. The scripture says. Yep. So you never know when God is asking you when, who you will be in contact. And I love what you said, because there is a practical aspect to this, right? If you see somebody, and we're going to get into this when we talk about tithing, trying to meet every need that you see. But if you see somebody, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. If a homeless comes up to you and says, Brian, can I have some money? And you got $10 in your, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, I'm going to give you $10, right? You're, you're, you should not even worry about, the first thing in your mind should be like, what are you going to use this for? That's not the thing. <laughs> That's like, stop yep. it. Like, we got to stop that, right? That's not being generous. Generosity is, my heart is always open to whoever I see, right? Look at yep. Proverbs 22, 9 says, he who yep. has a generous eye will be blessed. For he gives of his bread to the poor. Proverbs 22, 9. Proverbs 22, 9. He who has a generous eye. Think about this. Think of what it's saying here. You're, you have a generous. That means your eye is looking to be. You have the spiritual. It's like, you know, Superman had those. those, uh, those Oh, like x-ray. Uh, x-ray vision. vision. Yeah. Like you have the spiritual x-ray vision to see who you need to be generous. He says. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. Right? So when we talk about giving and, 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 and being generous, it's like I'm in tune with the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is leading me. And wherever I go, nothing I have is mine anyway. Nothing I have is mine. I, it all belongs to the king. Right? So he's saying, all right, that, that guy, I, I, I told you the testimony of us walking down the short north. I mean, there yep. was hundreds of people walking. And yep. this guy went straight to Deb and I. Why? Because we had a generous eye. Yep. And he saw that generous spirit on us. And we connected. There was never a time in my mind, Ryan, that I said, man, this guy's going to use this for drugs. No. Yep. I had it in my pocket. It's yours because it's not mine. It's yep. really, it really belongs to the Lord. And walking that way with our stuff, it's going to be so important, man. This is a, it's a, it's a big yeah. topic. No, I was right. going to, I was going to use this example. Like there's, um, 
by us where we live because you live off of the same one you've driven the same major street by my house and there's there's a, a homeless guy that stands on the corner it's a busy street by right down the street from our house and I remember Amber was telling me she's like I drove up once she goes I saw him like all the time but something something in me just felt like I needed to roll down my window and just ask his name uh his name's David uh and she's like Hey, you know, and, and she, Amber learned, learned his story, you know, 2020 happened, lost his job, lost where he lived. I mean, became homeless, you know, like, wow. like a lot of people and, and, you know, my wife being, you know, the person she is, she's like, Hey, like what, what do you need, man? Like, what do you need? And it was getting winter time, you know, just some gloves, a hat. And, and I remember she, she told me, she's like, Hey, when she came back, she's like, I went to target. I met. The guy in the street, his name's David. He's really nice. Just rough story. She's like, I bought him some things. I was like, great. Just anytime we see him, ask him like, you know, you good, man? What do you need? Um, and if we can help. And um, we've been able to do that. And it's like, he's not, he's David. He's not the guy that lives on the street. Come on, man. Like, and he's like, Come on, he, man. he even said to Amber once, he goes, you know, you didn't even have to stop let alone be nice. He goes, I get a lot of like people look at me or they just, he goes, they outright say things like badly to me. And he's like, it's just really nice when like people, he goes, you're not the only one, but you're one person that like stops and just like is kind. He goes, no one knows my story. They don't know. He's like, I wasn't always like this, um, mm, but just on, came man. on hard times, you know? And, uh, but I'm, I, you know, I think about that story when I talk to David, when I drive, when I drive there and, uh, you know, my wife, my wife showed the heart of the father for this guy. He, he came into a tough spot. It's not like he purposely did it, it you know, and it happened. And, um, you know, to hear that we're able to help and other people are able to, to help him out, you know, that's, that's the kingdom. Like not everyone's going to have it all together. Not everyone's going to have everything they need. So how do we all work together as the body? And again, I'm not, I'm not helping every person on the street. It was, it was the right scenario. Like the Lord zeroed in on him to my wife and my wife responded. She could have dro driven right by. She didn't have to open the window. She allowed the Holy spirit to move on her. And she felt like, and that's where I want to encourage our listeners. If you're, if you're born with the, you have the spirit, the spirit, sometimes it'll sound like, give you this feeling that's why people say well i just had this feeling that's probably the spirit tugging on you to say like hey i really want to meet this person dean or hey i i want you to talk to this person that's how when some people are like well i don't know how to hear the spirit i'm like you're probably hearing the spirit you just don't recognize it's like this gentle pulling like hey like a little kid pulling on your shirt sleeve like hey hey you know so just helping people our listeners to like be more inclined to like listening to that if if Amber didn't listen, we that that David may not have gotten his needs met, and we try to continue to help him as best as we can. <laughs> man, you said so, you said so much stuff, man. This is powerful. You said the stranger had a name. That's how yeah, I heard yeah. it, right? The stranger, his name was David, and then and that God uses our humanness for other humans, yes. right? Like like we don't understand, like we humans, God uses our human elements 
our senses, our smells, our hearing. God uses all of it for his pleasure and his glory. You rem- uh, we're going to go to, to one scripture that you remind me of, which, which is jumping into hospitality. Because we, we mm-hmm. talked about giving, we talked about generosity, we talked about hospitality, all works together. Hebrews 13, 2, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, yep. says, do, do not neglect to show hospitality to the stranger. Do not neglect to show hospitality to, to David. Because the stranger had a name and David had a name. Um, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware, right? You don't know who is angelic around you. Listen, what first Peter, first Peter chapter four, verse eight through nine. First Peter chapter four, verse eight through nine. First Peter chapter four, verses eight through nine says this. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Oh, I love it. Remember we say mm-hmm. give, giving generosity and hospitality is combined in this beautiful symphony of love and honor for one another and seeing the humanness of another human, like being able to be in touch. I think sometimes there's a lot of religious folks that are so religious, so religious and so heavenly minded you ever heard that heavenly minded no (laughs) earthly good right like they don't know how to tap into the humanness of humanity right it 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 doesn't even take somebody a rocket sign like you were saying uh with amber seeing david like it doesn't take a rocket sign is that when you feel something when you feel empathy sympathy love for another human like like press into that like part of i feel the holy ghost that the holy spirit is like leading us to this a conversation press into those things that 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 you know it's not like the devil's gonna, not gonna highlight this goodness right that, <laughs> that, that like folks like we try to get so spiritual like i gotta pray about it. you don't have to pray about it when you have this overwhelming feeling of empathy and sympathy it's like my goodness man this this person is this level i want to just you know and, and i'm just be honest man sometimes you don't even have to hear voice it's just part I'm telling you, part of, it could be part of your nature. Like giving is part of God's nature. Hospitality and generosity is his nature. So it's like, if you know you have extra money, like this happens to me over and over. Like this is our family's famous for this. And I'm not just saying this because my whole family's famous for this. Like we in the store and it's almost like, it can be like the little thought. It didn't have to be a voice. It'll be a little thought, all oh, pay for the person in front of you. Boom, it's done. It is just like, it's not even a question. It's like, boom, pray for their grocery. But whatever it is, like, just do it and be hospitable, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, your friends are talking to you about Similac milk. <laughs> and you're in their house, like, it doesn't even take a rocket science. Like, oh, there's a shortage of milk. You're about to have a baby. Let's go get you milk. Like, it's not even a... You don't even have to hear a download from heaven and like the clouds open. Like just be that giving person and be and show honor and love. Those things are like valuable in the kingdom of God. Look at this guy telling stories from our dinner table. <laughs> I'm serious. Like just this be honest. Go for this is real life, man. Listen, yeah. I'm going to land up playing with this. Romans 12, <laughs> 9 to 13. Romans chapter 12. Verses 9 to 13. And this happened to us. So for those of you who know that 
Ryan's having a Ryan is having a baby like any day now. Any, like, any, any minute, any like minute, any yeah. minute, it, it could happen right now. <laughs> and there's a shortage of of milk uh, for babies. Uh, yeah, like and formula. Yeah, formula. Formula. And so we want to yeah. be ready. And then we were talking about it last night. And then it was funny because Deb and I, like, we are researchers. Like, we just like we we don't like to see problems. We like just we just go after solutions. And then we were, we were having a conversation about the shortage. And me and Deb got like, give us our phones. Like, I don't normally have my phone while I'm, I'm like, give me my phone, find my phone. And I'm like, getting in my phone and typing in and like, I'm going to find this. Like, we're going to find some formula today. Right. Uh, but it doesn't take this big old heavenly. It just happens, you know, and you do it. Mm-hmm. But let's line the plane with this Romans 12, 9 to 13. Let love be without hypocrisy abhor what is evil cling to what is good be kindly and affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another not lagging in the diligence fervent in spirit serving the lord rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation continue steadfastly in prayer distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality Mm-hmm. I love that it says with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Right. And so mm-hmm. how, how do I, how do, how do I package in a gift giving hospitality and generosity? I package it in honor and love, mm-hmm. love and honor. Love and honor is the secret ingredients to be generous God loves us and honors us as his children. So he, he constantly gives. He's hospitable to us. He's generous to us. And, and so it should be that we should be for others. And I'll land a plane of that, man. Ask yep. the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us to hear you so mm-hmm. that we can walk in love and honor for, every, for another human and be giving, hospitable, and generous. Ryan, you Amen. say the last word. You have the last so- word. So good. And, and we just pray. We pray that allow the Holy Spirit to move on you to highlight people in your life where you can just show Jesus that you can show how much he loves them and and love. Like you said, love and honor that all comes in with this generosity conversation. So we love we love everyone. And we're, we're excited to continue this journey. Shalom, Maranatha. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.